First of all, quiet you. Second of all, you're gonna have to edit out the beginning of the quiet episode. you. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Grindelwald, man. Yeah, I've got he's a... here and he's okay. where was angry. I? Oh, okay. So I know where we were. We had just left the carnival, and we flashed to where Grindelwald's hiding out. Yep, and he does hookah. He smokes hookah. Oh yeah, we should do. An we intro. didn't even intro the last one, frankly. I mean, I did. I said that all this benefits is, of this stream go to Nifflers. This is—that's not. It, that's America. This is James. This is City Wave Cinema. You know what this is. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Sorry, Grindelwald. Um. That's his name. And Grindelwald basically tells his followers why they're in Paris and what the plan is. And a lot of his plan involves getting credence. Actually, that's almost like exclusively the plan. Yep. And you want to know what? Grindelwald had him. He literally had Credence in the, in the palm, palm of his, his hand. hand. In and New because York. he's a dick. He just couldn't stop himself from being bad. He lost him. So. He just made it harder for him to do his shit. <laughs> um. So dumb. And then they're talking about, like, the things that stand in their way from getting Credence. And lo and behold, as it always fucking is, the only thing standing in the bad guy's way is Albus... Motherfucking... Percival... Brian... Wolfgang... D J Jesus... No. Dumbledore... <laughs> I don't even think those names were all in order, but that's his... No, Bri Brian's the last one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Albus Percival Wolfgang Brian Dumbledore. What a dumb fucking name. His, the, the Dumbledores are extra. Brian Brian wasn't a name in, 19, uh, in 1888 when he was fucking born. He was born in 1881. Brian wasn't a real name. Not even in fucking England was Brian a real name. Get the fuck out of here. All I have to say about Dumbledore is he's always in fucking involved in literally all the things. His hands are in every pie. But he never does any of the fucking work himself. That's because when he does the work himself, bad things happen. So, Like his sister dies. So I think after that, he probably stopped doing the work himself and started getting other people to do it for him. Yeah. He changed at that moment from a rogue to a bard. Um, and then we flash away from that whole spiel to Jacob and Newt traipsing through the moors of England. Yep, they kind of just walk around and Jacob's giving him pointers on how to flirt and it's not very good, but it is funny. And he then, also has more brains than Newt. Oh, infinitely. He, Newt goes along the line, she, he's like, she has eyes like a salamander. And Jacob just, without hesitation, goes, don't say, don't that. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Whatever you don't, that's not the words. Those are not the things you should say. And Jacob does give him solid advice. It's like old-timey advice, though. Like, I wouldn't use any of his tips today. But 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 70 years ago, sure. Very romantic for 70 years ago. 100 years ago. Jesus. The 1920s. Oh. Or a hundred years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not the 2000s. You can't say 80 years ago anymore. No, 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 no. Why? Because I need to remind everyone just how old we all are. We were born last century. Yep. This is some shit. I need to take, like, ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I wrote a note that just made me laugh because I was rereading it, which is Jacob is smooth as silk. <laughs> what? Because he does. He's got the, like, lines and the moves to put on the ladies. And, I mean, he gets queenie, so, like, he's good at it. 
He's very charming. Like, he is smooth as silk. And as You know what? You know what I want for this next movie? I want Jacob to be Grindelwald. <laughs> okay. I want... That would be hilarious to me. It's like, actually, this whole time, it's just been some goon masquerading as Grindelwald because we have polyjuice potions, so we can do anything. So, I... It should just be... Jacob should just be Grindelwald. And I also this, it should change it should throw the whole series on its fucking head. I also feel like we're playing so super loosey goosey with the rules of the polyjuice potion in this film. Sometimes it works for a long time. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you make it. Sometimes you just oopsies. I dropped my notes. Sometimes you just have it in a glass vial in your back pocket. Like if anyone remembers, if you can remember way back when to Chamber of Secrets when we made it the first time. We are explicitly told and explained how. Difficult polyjuice potion is to brew, how much time it takes to brew polyjuice potion correctly, and like how hours? difficult the ingredients are to get. It's two weeks. Yeah, and Newt just has some. Newt has some, Grindelwald has some, Grindelwald Abernathy has, it by, like, has some. Like, people just what? whipping out fucking polyjuice potion all over the fucking place. It doesn't make any goddamn sense, but nothing in this fucking movie makes any goddamn sense. Um. Uh, but anyways, we're traipsing we, through the moors of England. We and get to the old man who's like, "You gotta pay me fifty to say I never saw ya." The price of fame, Newt, to travel in backwoods because ba- Newt's got to get to Paris, but he can't do it legally, so he's using backwoods wizard travel. So then Jacob and Newt have to hold hands, and then Newt has to step into a bucket, and then they which is a port zippity key. zoom, bam bam balloon all the way to Paris. And then they're in Paris, and Jacob goes, I don't like that port key. Blech. Which, if you remember, if you've never traveled by port key before... It's a very violent experience. It's a rough time. It's um, like a roller coaster, but with no handles. <laughs> no safety bars. And you just go. we go to the same statue that hides the underground Paris, and there's a cop standing outside, a wizard cop. So they just straight up curse the cop. Yep, they confund. It's not a curse. They, can. Well, it is. They confund us him, and uh, the statue just lets them in. I was like, oh, this statue don't give a fuck. They're just gonna like you, wizard. Cool, come in. Like they basically, there's not like a prerequisite or even like that statue has no affiliations with either side. They're like, cool, wizarding underground, welcome. Um. So they get to the street where the street fair happened last night, and Newt does. A bunch of bullshit. Like, a bunch of bullshit. And we find out that Nifflers have a very useful skill that we didn't know about before. And that is to find fingerprints and boot prints in dust. If the dust is also coated in gold and enchanted by magic. I'm not going to lie to you. What proceeds... With Newt in the street and the Nifflers and Jacob is a cavalcade of magic and swirly twirly fun that isn't explained, doesn't make any sense. But if you sit there and pick it apart and look at all of the intense magic that happens and the visions that Newt gets when he looks at stuff, it's a wonder that no one can ever find Grindelwald. It's a wonder that a bad guy could do a single goddamn thing ever at all when a dude who is not an order, a dude who is not law enforcement, who is not a private investigator, who is not a detective, but may as well be because he's so damn good at it, can just show up in the street, lick the ground, look into the ether and see visions and be like, well, I know where exactly everyone is. Maybe this is why they want Newt to be an Or maybe it's because he's a perfect protagonist and also he knows all the magic that no one else knows. I don't think it's so much that, but he knows very specific magic. And one of the things that he's very good at tracking is tracking because I was like, Newt is an incredible tracker. And in this moment, when I was watching this all happen, I was like, I now understand how Newt caught all of his creatures and how he's written this whole book. Yeah, he does. He does an insane amount of tracking witchcraft. That is not explained even a little bit. He just does stuff. But if we have this power and this ability, why is not every Auror armed with a Niffler? Also, 
Why would they be like, Newt, you got to go find this guy instead of being like, Newt, teach your brother how to do all the crazy tracking shit that you do so that he can go get Grindelwald because he's an actual horror and this way we don't have to let you travel around all the places because you broke the law. There's no fucking sense. There's no sense here. Anyways, they do a bunch of bullshit and they find out where Tina went and that there's this other guy and they find a feather from the other guy's hat and so they use the feather to find the guy because he's a wizard so naturally the feather from his hat is made of magic. Um, no, Newt uh, makes Harry Potter look like a goddamn amateur. And I know for all of the movies that Harry Potter was a goddamn amateur. I was like, he was still in but, school. But like, they make out Harry Potter in those movies to be like the most powerful wizard of them all or whatever and the chosen one, blah, blah, blah. They, they like really talk him up to be like the super powerful wizard. And Newt's out here just doing fucking crazy shit that there's no name for. There's no wand that's used. It's just like swirly fucking crazy bullshit. He did charm the feather to go track the guy. Oh, I must have missed that shit. But regardless, like he does all this crazy shit and just makes the Harry Potter movies. Like, why did we watch a movie about a kid when we could have been doing this crazy cool shit the whole time? When adult wizards are cooler? Adult wizards are simply better. Um... They know how to do all the shit. And we cut to Queenie. Who's, who's having a bad time. Who is at the Paris Branch Ministry of, of Magic. Oh, God. And does the uh, stereotypical American thing. And... I need to find my sister. She's Her work- name is Tina Goldstein. She's working on a case and like points to her luggage that she's holding case. When the, Here. the fucking desk lady clearly speaks English with a French accent. Um, And I wrote, this is why people hate us. I mean, that's one of the reasons for sure. But yeah. And then Queenie goes out into the streets because she's told that her sister is not working with the Parisian government. And so Queenie is confused, goes out into a city she's never been before. And I would like to remind you that Queenie's never really been off by herself. Yeah, this is kind of new territory for the poor girl. She's always had her sister. She's always had Jacob. Like, she's always had someone. And when she gets panicky, she loses control of her ability to read minds, and it just happens to her. Because she's not focused, so she's just, when it's like an anxiety attack, it's just all coming at her at once. And I wrote, Queenie is too sheltered for this shit. Like, to be out here trying to do, like... Amateur detective shit? Yeah, trying to track down her sister. And then we see... Credence. Well, one of Grindelwald's goons come up to Queenie. And she touches her on the shoulder, and I don't know how she does what she does, because nothing in this movie is explained. Ever... But she basically quiets Queenie's mind. Maybe she's an oculum. Maybe she's an oculus. I don't I know. Say that word. It doesn't matter because they don't say what it is. Um, and I just wrote Grindelwald collects powerful, useful people too. Dumbledore and Tina, powerful and useful. Not Tina. Oh, that's right. Tina is useless and a cunt. Queenie. Queenie, powerful and useful. Um, and then we do, we cut to Credence, who has ha- found a lead as to where his birth parents are, because that's all Credence is doing. Credence isn't hurting anyone. It's kind of a shocking difference between the first movie where he's crazy and wild and violent. He's fully in control of his, like, powers. And his frustrations. And all Credence wants to do is find out who he is. So he and Nagini track down this lady... And they're like, are you my mother? Your name is on my adoption papers. And it's this little half-elf who is like, oh, I was the maid that took you to America. So not his mom, but still a link to the past. So they're having a conversation. And guess who shows up? Grimson, the fucking guy. Who the... Ministry wants to do murder. So... He, which I write a note about, but I have to take back knowing what I know now. He pisses off Credence. Uh, intentionally, question mark? Intentionally. He, uh, murders, murders the, the old lady that Credence was talking to in, like, a guise of he was trying to shoot Credence. And what we know about Credence is when you piss Credence off... He'll destroy all of the everything. But he's in control, because we find out... <coughs> The Obscurus, the obscurial form of Credence, is only attacking that dude 
and not like mass destruction like he was before. I mean, he still causes mass destruction, but it's controlled mass destruction where he doesn't hurt Nagini, who is who not is that far from literally him. Literally just right there. So he's in control of where his powers go now and what they do, which is kind of cool. And he uses a bunch of pieces of house to try to destroy this guy who's standing in a bubble shield just smirking like an asshole. Um, and then the guy disappears. Grimson. Poof. Gone. Um, and Nagini goes up to Credence and, like, calms him down and hugs him. And I was like, you know what? Their friendship slash relationship question mark would um, make a much more interesting movie. And it also makes a lot of sense because both Nagini and Credence have these monsters inside them that they aren't. Like, they don't really have a choice in the matter. And they can't really get rid of them either. So they're just stuck like that together, which is sweet. It is a sweet little fucked up situation. Misery loves company. So then... We go to an alley where Grindelwald is, and we find out... Grimson and Grindelwald are buddies. And I just wrote, of course he is working with Grindelwald. Because everyone's either working for Dumbledore, the government, or Grindelwald, so you've only got one of three options when you meet a character in this movie. And not one of them is actually going to be good for you. Except for Newt, who kind of just, well, no, he works for Dumbledore. I was like, who kind of just works for Newt, but no, Newt works for Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, And after that, I wrote, I no longer trust anyone. You shouldn't. Not a single soul. So then. What are you about to say? Fine, Tina. Oh yeah. I don't remember. Oh yes, they're they're traveling with the with the man because they find the man. The feather goes. The to feather the man. goes to the man, the Yusuf, uh, who discovers that there are more people out here uh, with a similar objective to Tina, and he plays dumb at first, and he's like, "I don't know anyone like that." Oh. I met someone like that last night. Let me show you where. And so they follow him blindly like idiots. Uh, and they find uh, deep down in the sewers, there's this room that Tina's in. And uh, Homeboy uh, disarms Newt and magically closes a sewer grate door thing and traps them all in the room. And then stuff happens and then he, like, passes out. Uh, and then Tina starts yelling at Newt. Because that's what she does. Because Tina has only ever been the worst character to exist. Not a, oh, thank goodness, I'm so glad you're here. It's a, oh, you're fucking here now, huh? Oh, this is a rescue attempt? Oh, fuck yourself, Tina. She, he shows up for the first time in months, and you just... Start, start being a monster. Just a monster to him. Pickett picks the lock and lets them out of the cage. Yep. A useful little guy. Um, And then there's crashing from above. And uh, it's the, it's the cat it's dragon. Zuu. Zuu? I looked it up. It's the Zuu. Zuu. It's like Z-O-U-W-U. Zuu. Zuu. Um, and all I have to say is everyone is lucky that Newt showed up to Paris. Yup. Imagine if that guy got out and nope. Newt wasn't there. Newt, It would nope. have just rained destruction upon the land. Which he says. He's like, that thing is... Very dangerous. Newt knows creatures and is very good at his job. So he gets a cat toy out and tricks the little guy into loving the cat toy and then he drops the cat toy into the briefcase and homie... Jumps into the briefcase. It's things like the size of three city buses back to back. Just jumps in the briefcase. And this is after, like, Newt, like, goes and, like, he, like, he does the thing. Like, it's just, I don't, like, he's really, really good at his job. They should just let him do his job and stop trying to make him do other shit. But we don't like it. Um, and then we go back home. Hogwarts. We're back, baby. Guess what? It's... Dumbledore, teaching what? Defense against the dark arts. And I, uh, the Ministry shows up. Ah, it's always good when the Ministry shows up on an act. Actually, the Ministry showing up at Hogwarts has never been a good thing. Never Not once. once. Um, I have some complaints. Carry on. I have a compliment, but then I'm going to immediately take it back. 
I like that the uniforms look older and like they evolved. But. Oh, boy. We've had a lot of flashbacks in the time of Harry Potter. Yep. We've seen what the uniforms looked like back when Voldemort was in school and uh, Lily and James Potter were in school and Severus, all of them. We've seen back in time Mm -hmm. to several different uniforms and times of the past. And they have never once ever looked like that ever. Nope, not really. They've always been black robes. They've always been black robes. Now, I will say, this is the earliest iteration that we would have ever seen of Hogwarts. Because it was the 20s. I'm trying to think if there's a flashback or something that we would have seen that would go no, back this far. No, because the earliest flashbacks we ever get are of Tom Riddle in school, which is 25 years later. Okay. Technically, actually, no. It would have been... Okay, because the year is 1927, which means Tom Riddle is one years old at the end of the movie. Or, I'm sorry, at the end of the year that the movie is in. So, he would have gone to Hogwarts a decade later. Alright, so in that ten years, they changed the uniform. Yep. Is all we can assume. That's what we're going to assume. Resend your complaint. I like the uniforms look older and that they evolved. There you go. You get to keep your compliment. Right. And then we meet, we uh, hear... We, we do an even deeper flashback. We hear a voice that says, this is a school, you can't just do that. And all I wrote was, you aren't Maggie Smith. How dare you stu- stand where she stood? It's younger I McGonagall. Mean, they had to get young McGonagall. I know. But... Why are you like this then? I don't know, they should have hired that chick off TikTok if TikTok had been around when this movie was made. You mean in 2016? Yeah. Fucking eight years ago? Yeah. Tell me that TikTok girl wouldn't have been perfect. She would have been perfect, but she's black. Oh, well, you know what? Actually, that's a fair point your silence has brought up in that they don't give a single fuck about... Continuity. Continuity even a little bit. So her impersonation is spot on. So you know what? You're right. She would have been great. Would have been fucking perfect, actually. Why does every minister think that Dumbledore wants to be the Minister of Magic? I don't know. He really super doesn't want that. He makes it clear. I really don't want your fucking job. Expressly. I told you I don't want your job. I don't want your job. All the time. And so instead, they put magic cuffs on him that aren't handcuffs, but they basically tell the caster what the victim's spells are when he casts them. Which is pretty cool, actually. A very interesting thing that I plan on adding to Dungeons and Dragons. And also a very interesting thing that we could have used in the universe several times. Oh, certainly. Would have been very helpful. If we had this technology. To fucking figure out that Voldemort's on the back of that professor's head. Or who the heir of Slytherin is. Also that. Golly, I don't know why we didn't think of it. It's only been around since the 20s. I... Just don't invent new shit for the past. Yeah. Just standard rule for writing. You can't go backwards open. You have to go backwards tighter. God damn it. Um, and then we see, because who showed up with the ministry is Lita Lestrange. Lita she, Lestrange. She works for them somewhat, question mark. Kind of. Not really sure. She just hangs out with her fiancé at all his jobs. I'm, no. I am I hope that she works for them, and that's not the case, that she just uh, follows his her fiancé to all the jobs. That'd be funny. Um, but without even knowing what was about to happen, we get this view of this shaky cam in a classroom, and she goes to her old desk and looks at all the things. James is like, why is, she, why is it a shaky cam right here? And I was like, she is, exp- she is reliving some trauma. And then... Wouldn't you love and behold it, we get a flashback of some childhood trauma from Lita Lestrange. It's a flashback to the same class that Harry had much earlier in the movie series where he did... Who was the professor at that point? Was it Lupin? The best defense against the dark arts. They did defense against the dark arts, and they were dealing with the bogger by use of the ridiculous charm. It's charm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so 
Newt goes, and what's he scared of the most? Uh, a desk job. Ha ha, very funny. Ridiculous, it becomes a dragon. Wow, incredible. Uh, so then Lita goes, and her darkest fear, the room goes, like, dark. And there's a mirror. Like a and dark there's a, blue. There's, like, a blue light that sort of shines down, and then there's just a sheet that sort of drifts into view. Uh, and that's the flashback. And so Lita Lestrange is afraid of sheets. She sleeps on bear mattresses. We also get this whole sequence, um, which I really enjoyed, actually, because it just... It shows that no matter what house you're in, ass, you can still have assholes from other house. Because, I mean, in the original series, it's... All the Gryffindors are, like, good guys. All the Gryffindors are good guys. Every, pretty much everyone's a good guy, except the Slytherin people. The Slytherin people are really only have, like, they're the only real assholes. But in this version of Hogwarts, there's assholes everywhere, including and not limited to Slytherin. But also Gryffindor oh, are, so like, major bitchy. bullies. Oh. And, I mean, actually, we have seen this before because we know that James and Sirius were... Also very large Gryffindor bullies, Um, which just leads me further to my hatred of Gryffindors. Your dad was a good man. No, the fuck he wasn't. Your dad was an asshole, Harry. Your Your dad dad was was a a dick. Bastard. (laughs) Um, But what we also get to see is young McGonagall still being as zero tolerance McGonagall for like ever, because these people are shit talking Lita Lestrange. Like they are very mean girl bullying her. And she pops out from behind a corner and does a curse of some sort and takes away one of their fucking mouths, which is hilarious. And I would have done that so many fucking times as a kid. And a mob of students ends up chasing her and yelling for McGonagall. And McGonagall, like, finally she ducks behind a corner and hides. And the girl, McGonagall gives the girl her mouth back. No, she doesn't. She does right away. Like, oh, does she right away? Yeah, she uncharms it. And then she, the girl goes, McGonagall just puts the curse back on her. <laughs> it's just so, such sass, which is great, because McGonagall's always been I a think sass McGonagall master. was also looking for Lita to, like, help her. Yeah. And the kids were chasing her, trying to, like... Be dicks? Yeah, like, beat the shit out of her. So, I just really thought that was another cool moment to show, because, you know, James is, like, the king of it. Slytherins get a lot of hate. And, you know, sometimes... People aren't born evil. They're made. You are forged by your circumstance. Um, so... So then there's a nice moment between Lita and Dumbledore in the present day in 1927, uh, where she finds out he accidentally did an oopsie with his sister. And by oopsie, I mean murder. Um, and uh, they have a moment. And then cut to Queenie, who is... N- not really taking tea with the bad guys, but taking tea with the bad guys. Uh, and then Grindelwald shows up and it's like, yeah, no shit, Queenie. How did you not figure that out yet? And uh, Grindelwald's she, like, I don't want to hurt you. She, I want to be nice and shit. I want you to be able to marry who you want to marry. And it's just like captain manipulation. Oh, Masterclass. We also get like this whole another instance of like making out Americans to be like shitty in this scene where yeah. like Queenie goes, she's like, I can't understand if you're being weird or just French. I, th- I, don't, I can't tell if you're joking or just French. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we are really made out to be fucking bad, which is fair, but also, fair. hey. But uh, <laughs> what, like, come on now. Um,. And then, yeah, Grindelwald basically spins this tale of, like, no, I want you to be able to marry non-magic people. And I was like, if you know... If you know Grindelwald, and you know his pure-blooded mindness. And you know what Grindelwald's, like, whole cam- campaign is about. And like, you know he's full of shit. I was like, then, and which Queenie does, because, like, she's been around Tina, she knows. Then you know that Grindelwald is absolutely 100% full of lies right here. He like, he will want not you let you marry, marry non-magic. that. No, you gotta keep the bloodline fucking pure. So, the fact that any of this works is just a testament to how... Queenie is easy to bamboozle. Queenie is very sheltered, and Grindelwald is a fucking charismatic genius. An evil charismatic genius. 
Um, I wrote, and uh, one of the main reasons that Queenie does this is because she's in love with Jacob. And so I wrote, the power of boners really knows no bounds. Like, she's like, you'll let me be with Jacob? Sure, Grindelwald, let's go. I'm going to join the dark side. Um, and then what happens? Because I have a note, but it's about Newt going back to Tina all the time. And I don't I don't remember what the scene is. But it's right before the flags. They go to the Ministry of Magic. Oh, yeah. To get... To get the fucking stuff. To get the to information get on the whether... Strange, so, yeah. okay. So, side plot that's been happening is there's a possibility that Credence is this person... Um, We're gonna have to fucking speed run the back half of this movie. Yeah, who... Okay, Credence is this person who is possibly Lita Lestrange's brother, but everyone thought Lita Lestrange's brother was dead, and Lita Lestrange is, like, very adamant that it's not her fucking brother. Can't be, right? It's impossible. Um, And so everyone's like, no, it is, and apparently there's this prophecy about Lita Lestrange's brother, question mark. Um, It's not really clear. Yeah, that and it doesn't even end up coming true, so who knows? Um and so we are We're taking Polyge's potion to look like Theseus to get into the Ministry of Magic to get proof from the Lestrange library, because they're a pure blood family with lots of history in Paris. Wait, nope. Oh is that what is happening then? Uh, it's when we go back to Flamel's house with the dude. Oh my god, we're, yeah, that's right. But it is important that you still know all those things about Credence. That is true. That is a thing that is happening. Um, Instead, so, we go to Nicholas Flamel's place. Which we don't know is Nicholas Flamel's place right now, but they are there to basically interrogate the dude. Um, and basically find out that, like, what he knows and why he's doing the things that he's doing. The person that locked them up in the sewers right yusuf um and newt is very good at what he does and is like that dude has a parasite and like just right right out of his eye and he also has been uh training the cat dragon zulu the zulu the zulu it's not zulu <laughs> the there's Zulu's... no l anywhere in its name he uh the zulu down in the thing he uh he's been like he gets the chains off of it and is taking care of it um, Jacob's still hilarious, because he's yelling down to the thing. He's like, I'm gonna be in the attic. Looking for food. And Tina's gonna be by herself down here. In case anyone needs to talk about anything. Okay. Like. So. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do get your fucking ass out of your <laughs> so briefcase. So he leaves the animals to go talk to Tina. And Tina's just fucking cold with him she's just so fucking mean because she believes that newt got engaged and didn't tell her which newt knows at this point because some fucking gossip magazine it's always the goddamn gossip magazines in this fucking universe isn't it Mm -hmm. wrote an article that showed that lita lestrange was engaged to him even though she's engaged to his brother right it was probably Rita so, Skeeter's a tab- ancestor. A tabloid is running this fucking lie, and he knows about it. He just doesn't know how to talk to people, so he doesn't bring it up correctly. And he- the note I wrote is that Newt coming back to Tina every time she's so cruel to him is like a dog coming back to its owner after the owner kicks the dog. Like, it's not good to watch. It's not fun. It's not a nice love story. Tina's a rotten fucking person. She is cruel. She is dismissive. She is unnecessarily mean to everyone around her at all points in time. And I get it. She's had a bad time as an American horror, being overzealous and being an asshole, right? But that doesn't mean it's okay to treat everyone around you like scum all of the time. She's so bad at all points. There's not a redeemable thing about her, which is the J.K. Rowling special for these fucking group of characters. Grindelwald, not redeemable. 
All of his horde, not redeemable. They killed babies, remember? We talked about that mm -hmm. last time. Fucking Tina, the good guy, not redeemable. She's just bad. Just bad. She only does bad things. She doesn't do good guy shit. She only does bad things. It's like the person in the real world who's convinced the government is here to look out for you and you alone. With all their heart, they're in on the government. Insanity. What a terrible, terrible, terrible character it is. Played by an actress to perfection. She crushes it. And in the middle of this weird little awkward exchange between Tina and Newt, we look out the window to see black sheets? It, it's curtains? just enormous swaths of fabric. Covering... All of Paris. At least the Wizarding World, non-Wizarding, we're not really sure. It's not clear. I wrote a note about that, that uh, there is no line, like, clear, distinct line. Like, you know in Harry Potter, like the other ones, it was very clear when we were, like, in Wizarding territory versus, like, in real London, like, Muggle London. In this movie, I don't know if we're, like, if this is just happening in the Wizard Underground of Paris or if this is happening in all of Paris. So, but there is just... Black shrouds on all the buildings. That's it's a shroud. And, uh, and dude, that's it's they fucking say it right then. Uh, they're like, oh, Grindelwald is calling a meeting. That's the most gangster shit. Voldemort called a meeting. He just threw Secretly. a fucking cloud up in the sky. Secretly with like little tattoos and codes and shit. Grindelwald says, I'm fucking here. Grindelwald whipped his cock out and put it on the table. Like, he didn't give a Fuck, dude. And that was part of the plan, was to get the good guys in there to try to convince them to be bad guys. But holy shit, man. He just oozes this no-fucks-given attitude, and it's incredible. Johnny Depp was perfect casting. Voldemort ain't got shit on Grindelwald. Look at the showmanship. Like, that's like what I wrote. I was like, <laughs> look at that showmanship! This is how you get... Followers, Voldemort, not with creepy cult not tattoos. Not with threats and shit. Um, Queenie goes up to one of the shrouds because, like, Grindelwald was like, "You can join or you cannot. That's your choice." And like, let her go, just to really cement the like manipulation there. And so she goes up to the shroud and she touches the insignia, and that Queenie joining Grindelwald is a twist I didn't see coming, which is very refreshing and nice. I enjoyed that there was. Something I didn't see coming happening in this movie. Um, and then we find out Tina... Doesn't know a damn thing about anything. Ever. And I wrote, how are you so bad at your job? Because, like, Newt's like... I mean, like, she was bad enough to get fired in the first movie. <laughs> Newt's like, oh, yeah, no, this person... I, I know where I know where we can get information on this thing. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like... Because, duh. Yeah, he's like, because it's, it's at the... It's in the ministry. The information is... In the ministry, but it's like public access information in the ministry. It's like death records. Yeah, like family trees and shit. So like like she How are you this bad at existing as a person and also this bad at your job? Like, pick one thing to be bad at, not all of the things. So they go set off to get all that information that we were talking about before, and then we flash to credence. And credence isn't bad. He's not a bad person. He's just, well, right now, he's just been abused. Um, and so they're on a rooftop and Credence is taking care of this baby bird that he found. Um, and Nagini's with him and lo and behold, who shows up? But Grindelwald, because what Grindelwald has told his followers is they can't force Credence to join them. He has to come of his own, like, volition. So he shows up, and I wrote, why would you trust this man again after all the things he did to you? Like, Credence literally, if he should be pissed off and mad at anyone, it should be Grindelwald. Um, and then we, that was a very short scene, and he's like, you want to know where you come from? Show up at this place tonight. And so, and then he poofs off. And then we flash back to Flamel's house, and this is where we meet... Nicholas Flamel, the most horrifying-looking man. And if you don't know who Nicholas Flamel is, let me give you a brief rundown. He's the creator of the Philosopher's Stone that is referenced in the first Harry Potter book. Um, he's, like, in that movie, or in that 
book like 900 something years old. Also, Nicholas Flamel was a real person. Yes, he was. Uh, and is like the father of alchemy. Yep. And is also in like lots of other works. Mm-hmm. He's like a well-known person. Like in... I didn't know that until later. Um, and we see that uh, Jacob has been tasked with watching the... The unconscious Yusuf. The unconscious Yusuf after the parasite gets removed. And he goes and Nicholas Flamel comes down and him and Jacob interact. And they, uh, they see this vision and this fucking crystal ball. And Jacob sees where Queenie is. And, and he's is like, like, all right, fuck it, I'm out. And he turns around and he's like, oh, can you keep an eye on Yusuf? And Yusuf's gone. And I was like, Jacob, you had one job. Like, you had and one I, job. My, my note for that is just, fuck's sakes, this is not the time to be so horny. The power of boners really leads this whole movie. Like It, it does drive a lot. But this is also a movie for adults. Um, unlike the movies for kids, where you can't really attribute things to the power of boners. I don't know, the entire sixth <laughs> installment of Harry Potter is basically the power of boners. Touche. Um, we find out that Nicholas Flamel is immortal, but the people in his book, which I think is like old alchemists or something, I'm not really sure who they are, basically tell him you have to go there tonight, like you're, it, you need to be there, and he's like... I haven't done... I haven't been, seen action in 200 years. They're like, you still gotta go. And James is like, well, he's fine. He's immortal. And I just made the note of, immortal is not the same as invincible. And if you watch this movie and you see Nicholas Fumel, a strong wind would blow and he would die. Basically. Um, and then we go to the Lestrange tomb. Well, for, no. Because we've, we've got to go get the stuff from the ministry. Not yet. We go. That's to, literally my next note. Well, Grindelwald's people go to the vault first. The oh, that's thing right, because they grabbed it earlier in the movie, and they go to the tomb to put it there. Yep. So that they can set up this whole sequence of events that's about to happen. Everything is planned. They went and stole the Lestrange family tree to get everyone at the same place at the same time so they can do their masterful plan, because Grindelwald is better at everything. Except for the Dumbledore. Well, yeah, he... This is like, the movies are really just like two chess masters playing a game with, like, lives. Um, and there's a very odd statue in the Lestrange vault, or tomb, that I really just... Why? That statue. I don't remember it. Creator, it's like basically this guy that's like laying like... Oh, he's like half covered. Uh, and he's like and covered he's, just over his penis. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And it's not like in a death pose. It's like a very sexual, like sprawled out on a bed pose. I don't know. It was weird. And I was like, why is that the statue in the, it's the, in French. the tomb? It's the French. Um, The foreshadowing is too heavy handed. If Credence isn't a Lestrange, then what the hell is this all for was my note. But we get all that information. But just like we said with the rest of this movie... You're fed all these scenes and things and don't understand why they're happening until 30 minutes later. So I wrote that note and then we'll tell you what fucking happens and why they're all there. Um, and then Newt and Tina break into the Paris ministry, like we said. And Newt is the actual worst at, at it. He has to He's, pretend to be his brother and immediately fails within like two minutes of being there. Mostly because his brother is also there. Which is a bit inconvenient. And then they go, they eventually, like, Tina locks up his brother and Newt gets really excited because he's like, that's probably the best moment of his life. Because if you've ever been a younger sibling with, like, an overbearing or bullying older sibling, you kind of know the feeling of just watching them get, like... Get their ass handed to them. Yeah, so... Might be the only good thing Tina's ever done. Um, and then we get this whole exchange where they're, like, in there and they finally have the conversation that they've been needing to have this entire movie, which is, Newt's not engaged! Lita Lestrange. It was his brother, and people suck. And then uh, he does the thing that Jacob told him not to do, which is tell Tina. Except he never gets it out because Jacob told him he's like, you can't say that. So he just stumbles around it until, until Tina, Tina says, says it. Because he's like, your eyes—they're like in the water, and I've only seen one other thing like that in my life. And he was like, and she's like, like a salamander. Me and James just both were like, fuck you, nerds. Um. And then Lita Lestrange shows up because she's also trying to get the information to prove that her brother is dead. So she shows up to get her family tree out of the thing. Guess what? It's not there. No, they moved it to the tomb so that everyone could be at the same place at the same time. And they had to lie to get past the uh, librarian, basically. But the librarian is, like, purely evil, as you can see by the fact that they cast someone who looks purely evil. 
Uh, and and so the fucking Lita finds them in the fucking thing after Pickett shows his goddamn face. Pickett is literally the most best helpful and, and worst. worst creature ever. He is so useful and also just not a ninja at all. Pickett sucks. Um, and the librarian does come to chase them out because it's not really made clear why, but she has like these spirit guardians with her. That are only there to basically, like, protect the ministry, the Parisian ministry. It's their, like, alarm system. It's weird. Um, and Newt begins to say, like, they're actually, like, kind of chill as long as you don't. And then Lita Lestrange shoots a spell off at them. And, and Newt goes, attack them. And I was like, hey, if the creature man is telling you about the creatures, don't do anything till the creature man says to. Honestly. Like, literally, it's that easy. You have someone there who's literally telling you the information. Maybe don't shoot a spell off or anything until he tells you what to do. So, um, and then they jump into Newt's briefcase, and Newt jumps out with the Zuwu. Mm-hmm. And... Someday you'll remember it. I love how much Newt loves his animals and how much they love him. Like, it's just... It's just, Newt's got his bitches in a briefcase, and... And his bitches are not the animals. Nope, the animals are in the briefcase, too. But the bitches are the two girls that... One of the three... Two of the three girls that are in love with Newt's commander. Poor in Bunty. In a briefcase. Poor Bunty. Bunty was here. She doesn't stand a chance. Nope. Not There's with those two. Catwoman and Tina, baby. <laughs> like... Well, she stands slightly bigger of a chance now. What? One of them got taken out. Spoilers. We won't tell you who till later. Um... And then we finally get the backstory of why everyone's chasing, or why everyone's chasing Credence. We find out that he... Literally all the main characters except Dumbledore show up in the Lestrange tomb at the same time. To because have this, Grindelwald planned it that way. To have a plot conversation. And we find out that he, there is no way he is, this Yusuf is there because he thinks he's the Lestrange kid. And... We finally find out that he is most definitely not, and guess who tells us why? Lita Lestrange, because she killed her brother. And kidnapped Credence. And kidnapped Credence from another family. On accident, kind of. She, like, there's a lot of backstory that's not really relevant, um, where we find out that she basically had, like, a childhood where her father never loved her and didn't love her mother, and then the only person that the father ever loved was Credence, and she basically was just... Shed. Not Credence. Fucking Corvus. Corvus that's his, is... That's the brother's name. The brother's, the brother's name, name is Corvus. Yeah, only loved Corvus. And so she just basically snapped one day and switched the babies. Like, she just wanted a break because Corvus wouldn't stop crying on the ship because they had to... Go send to America. It. They had to go to America because they knew that Corvus was in danger from Yusuf. And so they sent him to hide. And... In that switcheroo, the ship actually um, ends up going down in a shipwreck, and Lita didn't ever tell anyone that she switched the baby, so they went off with Credence, and Corvus went with this other lady whose lifeboat sank immediately and died, and that image that Lita was scared of was Corvus's, Corvus's body, body sinking into the ocean. Now, the odds that there be a powerful wizard family in one bunk room on this ship across a tiny hallway from another very powerful wizard baby in the next bunk room over are astronomical. Hey, everyone was coming to America. New life. But lo and behold, there we are. Or why Slytherin's got to do bad shit? Like, I was really rooting for Lita Lestrange, because I was like, oh, you've been bullied, like, you're not the bad Slytherin. And nope, she's bad. Slytherin's got to do bad shit, because that's the plot That's the rules. That's the plot device we know, so we might as well use it. <laughs> um, And I wrote, this backstory would have been so much more needed an hour ago, so we could understand what was going on and why all the characters were doing the stuff they were doing. But... It's kind of like the audience is also getting wrapped up in Grindelwald's plot 
that we don't know why we're all at the Lestrange tomb until Grindelwald tells us why we're all there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works as a plot device, but it also just like fresh is frustrating because you spend most of the movie going like, why is any of this happening? Um. So then the side door opens. And and there's a party going on. Well, before that, they said there's the line that's the most important line. Newt tries to comfort Lita after all this comes out, and she oh yes, that's uh, right. she like reveals all this, and he's like, he's like, you did a bad thing, but that's like not who you are. And she's like, Newt, you've never met a monster you couldn't love. And I was like, damn. That is a harsh but true reality for I mean, Newt. shit, he's in love with Tina. She's the worst. I was like, and he it's not wrong. He's never met a monster he couldn't love. He's the animal guy. And then we, yeah, we walk into this room. With side door, because Jacob's still like, hey, my bitch is somewhere. Because we've tied all the loose ends, except where's Queenie for Jacob? Oh. And we walk into this amphitheater, and this, it's so epic. Grindelwald is so epic. It's this big, large amphitheater, and there's, like, rows of seats all around, and this Grindelwald's in the middle of, like, this circular stage in the middle. It's like a theater in the round. And Voldemort lacks Grindelwald's charisma so hard. And sense of style, taste, planning, execution, really... If you were to compare the villains, Grindelwald is a chess master. Voldemort is like a snowplow made of hatred. Um, and then Grindelwald, the Aurors show up. Everybody's there. The good, all our protagonists, the Aurors, all of Grindelwald's followers. There's all of- a very clearly staged murder. Well, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, and Grindelwald starts his speech. And I ha- it was a very good speech. He used, like, all the ways to, like, manipulate all the people that were there. He was, like, very clear in it. He was, like... It sounded like an American politician, if I'm It honest. was real. Like, he tried to rally every single person that was there. He's, like, I think we should be able to, like, love the muggles. But, like, all, like also, like, we are superior. Like, he did... He hit all the right notes. It was just the right blend of... We shouldn't kill them all. We're not superior. They're just different. But they're also going to start World War II, so that's what we're up against. Right. So, like, he really did. He was there for, like... It's just such a masterful display of, like, crowd manipulation. I'm not saying we need to kill them. I'm just saying we need to stop them from killing us. Which is just top-tier manipulation. Um... Brilliant. At least the script for this movie had good dialogue. They did, because one of my notes is he goes on this list of, like, muggles, no magis, can't spells. Le no magie. Which, uh, can't spells is my new favorite name for a non-magical person. I've, I vote we use that one instead of no magi here in the USA. What Thank a you. stupid... I fucking hate it. Uh, I wrote, he is really good at this, and I also wrote, Grindelwald is not wrong in some of his, like, things. Like, as far as, like... The scariest villains tell you the truth. The government and, like, all this stuff, I was like... And then we see uh, Schrodinger's Niffler. Because we see the Niffler escape out of Newt's briefcase. And then we don't see the Niffler for a very long time. So the Niffler is both either doing something on purpose, escaped again... Or is just out there. Or, yeah, and we don't know whether he's alive or dead the entire time, and we don't really know if it was planned or not, except that we do see Newt clock this necklace that Grindelwald is wearing. Which is part of the blood pact that he has with Dumbledore. Yep, which is why Dumbledore can't fight Grindelwald, and Grindelwald can't fight Dumbledore. They cannot fight each other. They cannot make a move against each other. So, Newt catches that from far away, and then we see the Niffler escape. Which um, is just a little on the nose. So, and also the most useful follower to Grindelwald right now has been Abernathy. 
Yep. Because Abernathy blending in with the Aurors full on murders this witch. Who, like, I think that she full either, it's it's one or the other. She either fully intended to die for the cause right there. Or she or was under a curse. She was so moved by the, like, awe-inspiring speech that she fucking... They could have used the Imperious Curse on her, too. Could have. I don't know. It's not clear. Whatever the case, she lurches at the Aurors. And Abernathy... Who are under strict orders to not do murder. Abernathy in the field of Aurors... Does murder. Murders her. And Grindelwald's like, no, stop! Everyone stop! And he's like, goes over the girl and makes this big show of it. And he's like, see, we're not the murderers. They are. And then... He's like, go forth from this place and tell everyone what you saw. We're not killing people. The Grindelwald followers are nice, peaceful people. We just want what's best and to make sure that we're protected from the humans. The phrase used is the greater good. Yeah, we're for the greater good. Go tell them that they're the murderers. And so then... Um, Pretty much the everyone thousand apparates. wizards that are in there apparate into the fucking ceiling and... Except anyone Scatter. that is has a name. <laughs> uh, yeah, the named characters sort of hang out because reasons. And so Grindelwald lights the place on fire with blue flames. Uh, his followers work through the flames, no problem, apparate away. Uh, and then it's like a flame to prove your loyalty. Like you can only yeah. pass through the flame because Crawl made it halfway before he burnt to death. Because he was questioning the loyalty of Grindelwald earlier. Yep, not great. And then, uh, fuck, like... Uh, all this time I'm wondering where the Niffler is, and... I mean, it's, it's just not clear. It's not, but, like, if you notice in the middle of the blue flame, if you're paying really close attention, at one point, like, Grindelwald has the little pendant with the blood packed in it. And then a little bit later, he doesn't. It's gone. So... so if you're paying really close attention... Fucking... All the Aurors either die or bail. Um, except um, for Theseus. Theseus stays because his brother is there. And his, and his, his wife, fiance, fiance is there. Is there. Um, uh, Lestrange tries to kill Dumbledore. Wait, or, not no, yet. That's right. Uh, we get Queenie and Jacob. And like I said, Queenie is fully to the side of Grindelwald. And she's like, come with me, Jacob. Like, he wants what we want. Like, all this stuff. And Jacob. And Jacob's like, uh, No. And then he says it this he time. He says the words. He says, you're crazy. Yep, he says you're crazy. And Queenie looks at him hurt as all get out and walks through the flames. And I said, I kind of like that Queenie went bad. It gives the character and the story more depth because now we have this good, this person that we genuinely like and have cared for over on Grindelwald's team. Yep. Um, it's wild. Just wild. And then... So then Lestrange tries to give Voldemort notes. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. I wrote what a line, but I don't remember what about. Um, oh, it's because she looks at both the Scamanders and says, I love you. Mm, yep, that's when it happened. Are you sure? Yep. I'm telling you. Okay. Because there wasn't any other, like, worthwhile dialogue while yeah. they were down there. She looks at both the, uh... Because she knows, like, she attacks him and the, he... They've lined up the brothers so that they're perfectly in line with her, so she's, like, looking up at both of them at an angle, and so you can't really tell who she's talking to. Um, we as the audience know it's Newt, because we saw her desk earlier, and there was, like, Ellen N and hearts and shit. She doesn't actually give a fuck about poor Theseus. I don't know how that whole relationship even came to be. Um, so, but she, you, for the brother's sake of this fight that'll probably happen later, or whatever, she says it to both of them. Um, and then she does, she tries to attack Grindelwald, and he kills her. She's dead. Um, and then Credence and Nagini have this little tiff where she's like, she doesn't, he doesn't know who you are now. Like, you can do, you can be someone more. Like, you can, it doesn't matter who you were. It matters who you are now. And, and he's like, is like, I still no. gotta know who I am. And, and off with Grindelwald. He's like, he's the only lead I have now. Which is true. Um, so he goes with Grindelwald. Uh, Queenie's with Grindelwald. N uh, Nagini does not go. She stays. 
And Grindelwald says, I hate Paris. And gone. Poof, gone. And in then, this massive explosion of blue flame that turns into two dragon Balrogs. That and, are uh, circling and burning everything. Flamel shows up and he's like, I have the solution. And everyone gets in this big circle and makes this big shieldy thing and basically contains this horrific destruction down and forces it back inside the Which is really cool way to tie in like the fires that happened in Paris at this time. It was Except like, for the fires never really touched Paris. But it was a cool way to tie in real world history. But it but it didn't because Paris didn't burn. It would have been cool if they didn't contain it and Paris burned, but that didn't happen. Anyways. So. Everyone's heartbroken and sad. Jacob and Nagini are just fucking wrecked. Love hurts. Tragic. Uh, Theseus is also. Just brokenhearted. In despair. Uh, uh, Newt, Newt hugs is, him. but he can't show it really because Theseus, I don't think, ever knew that Newt had feelings for Lita Lestrange. And also, Newt's got his other bitch here anyway, so... And then crawling out of the... The soot and fire is a niffler. And he's burned, and he's hurt his foot, but he... Has a blood-packed necklace. That he brings to Newt. And I was like, aw, poor very useful baby. He is very clearly hurt and tired, but he did the thing. He did the damn thing, and he went and got the necklace. Um, so then everyone goes back to Hogwarts... To see Dumbledore. And Dumbledore and Newt have a... Nice conversation. Very, like, secretive... So... so, so what? What word are you trying to dig up? Conversation in solitude. That's not what I wanted to say, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. Um, where, like, everybody else stays behind, and even Newt's brother's like, it's, it's better if they talk alone to the Minister of Magic. Um, what a fucking moron. And Newt is so much better than every Auror, because he figured it out and got the blood packed and showed up at Dumbledore and was like, you can't fight Grindelwald, can you? And Dumbledore's like, no, neither of us can move against each other. And I was like, how did Newt put all that together, the people whose job it is to investigate these people? It's like if Batman never wanted to be Batman. Um, and then we find out why Grindelwald... Recruited uh, Queenie. They're in Durmstrang, which is in Austria. Yeah. And which is foreshadowed. I thought it was more. I thought it was closer to Russia. No, Durmstrang's in Austria. Okay. I don't know. I just always know that's where uh, Karkarov and Victor Crumb and all them came from. Um. But we give Credence a wand. So guess what? Obscurus is going to go away because Credence is going to actually learn magic and how to use a wand and how to channel his powers, which is really all he ever needed to stop being an Obscurus, and I really don't understand why this has ever been a problem, ever. Mostly because the Obscurus kills the host in all the other instances except Credence. Um, and we find out that this bird Credence has been looking after is a phoenix. And phoenixes show up to... Specifically to Dumbledores. Dumbledores who are in need. And that's how we find out that Credence is actually Aurelius Dumbledore. And that Grindelwald thinks Aurelius is Dumbledore's brother. Now here's what I'm going to tell you right now. It's not a spoiler... I'm not going to tell you anything more than this, but I sat there and I watched the end of the movie and I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Dumbledore has can canonically established two siblings. One is a brother. One is Aberforth. a brother named Aberforth and the other who is, is a sister. Who is dead. Named Ariana. Um, and then we find out just how powerful Credence is as a wizard, because he casts his first spell. And it's like, he just casts Fireball. But it's, it's like level 10 Fireball. And it shatters the side of a mountain. Uh, because he gets a wand for the first time. I said that. We talked about that. I was reading about Durmstrang Institute, which oh, yeah. is, it's not specified where it is. However, 
in this movie, they do specify that Durmstrang is in Austria with a little title card thing. Okay. And uh, Durmstrang is where Victor Crumb went, and they do participate in the Triwizard. Yeah, Karkaroff. But it's also where Gellert Grindelwald went to school. Oh, I didn't, I Grindelwald I knew that. is a student of Durmstrang. And Dumbledore is a student of Hogwarts. Yes. And okay, they cool. were butt buddies. They were lovers. In the nighttime. Nighttime it's, lovers. I, I made that joke of, um, I made the friends joke where it was all like, uh, they were like, you're closer with him than anyone. You were friends. And he's like, we were more of friends. I was like, more like, or you, he were as close as brothers. And he was like, we were more than brothers. And I was like, more like lovers. Grindelwald and Dumbledore have been, for all the people that are getting angry about it because the secrets of Dumbledore came out came out recently and the whole world's up in arms about Grindelwald and Dumbledore being lovers and I've like did no one remember that they've literally been lovers the whole time like that was established in the old books like this is like not new news to anyone they were in love always like that has been a fact um but yeah that is the Crimes of Grindelwald. And it's the last Harry Potter episode you'll get for us for quite some time. Until we are able to stream the new one. But it'll go on HBO, and so that'll be out in probably, let's see, it comes out this weekend? It's already been out, out? yeah. Then I give it... June? Two months, yeah. June, July, somewhere around there. June, July, that's when it'll hit. Um, but we really thank you for tuning in and listening. Sorry, this one's a little long. Um, whether on stream or on podcast, our next movie, as voted by our live audience... New Suicide Squad. ...will be The Suicide Squad. Cha-chang. Not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Because right. that's really the only difference in title. Um, and... Like the lack of Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, don't be so sad. John Cena's in this one. Mm. He's funny. He's become a talented actor. We will be doing that next time. This has already gone on long enough, so sayonara, everybody. Goodbye.